Hey guys, and welcome back to the San Pedro FIFA League podcast. My name is George Tello. Now, this is Monday morning. I am recording this. It is 9 o'clock in the morning. It's time to talk about the Sunday showcase in this podcast. We're going to talk about the D2 scores that came in. A lot of D1 scores were coming in. A lot of results in general were coming in during that last showcase. I will just let you guys know I didn't watch the last two games. My phone had died. I was out and about. And But I was able to catch that first game between uh, Celtic and Fluminense. And I will say this. I, I want more showcase games. I'm going to talk a little bit about what happened uh, as the showcase games were going on or were about to go on, and all these results were pouring in, and I was able to read some of the comments. I'll round up, of course, all the scores and everything, what I thought about the games and the results themselves. Let's hop right into this podcast. There's so much to talk about. There's so much going on in our league right now. This is our first real big weekend, and I think everyone's going to look forward to the next weekend now, knowing that if you're on the Sunday Showcase, the games are going to be so exciting to watch. Now, people are going to tune in. We need to give ourselves time when it comes to these Sunday Showcase games and not panic if other people are playing games while this is going on. I think at one point we had like 15 people watching. That is okay with me. Give it time. People are going to tune in more and more. I'll talk about that. Let's go right into the pot. All right, guys, welcome back. Let's round up the D2 games really quickly. We'll start with, because there wasn't many that were played in this weekend. Uh, quick shout out to a D2 member though, Ronnie Golosic. Congratulations, man, on getting married. It's always a nice step in life when uh, you can meet that person you want to spend the rest of your life with. Good luck, man. And uh, enjoy that honeymoon. If if you're playing FIFA on your honeymoon, you're probably doing the honeymoon right. Uh, but let's get into those D2 results. Celtic 1, PSG 1. I talked about, and I, I don't know if Josh listened to the podcast, but I talked how important these results are against those top four, three, you know, to three teams, I would say, uh, in the, in the division, in the second division. And anytime you get points, you want to take them, especially against when you, uh, these top teams, you don't really want to share them, but I think PSG will take it. I unfortunately don't have any stats from the game. They didn't, weren't able to take pictures. But another 1-1 game, another result for Celtic. They continuously are just picking up points and points. And I'll obviously talk about how they did in the showcase game. I was That was the one game I was able to watch yesterday between everything that was going on uh, for myself. But Celtic got a point. PSG got a point. I got to say, though, Josh is, and PSG have impressed me. They continuously are getting results against teams that are in their way. And if you want to go up and you want to stay and you want to be the team that gets the automatic promotion, you have to beat the teams that are in your way. Uh, you know, I, I'm, as I'm recording this, I'm watching Sky Sports. One of the things that made Manchester United famous in the past is they beat the teams they were supposed to. And Josh so far has done that. And, you know, the results against the top teams, they're always going to be shaky. They're always going to have a different aspect to them. But, you know, Josh did his job. Dre as well. Getting his points, that's your guys' jobs when you come and meet in a big, in a big game like this. Drake coming off the, the high of playing that, that game of the week. And, you know, who knows? Maybe these are the games that maybe help other people out and catching them. But for now, I think these are the two teams in the future in, in D2. And I really wish this was one of the games of the week as well. I understand the, the coming rivalry of Fluminense and uh, Celtic, but... 
PSG and Celtic, this looks like the, the two teams that are going to battle it out for who wins Division 2. So after that, we obviously, like I mentioned, Dre played in the game of the week. It was a 2-2 game with Fluminense. I, I did watch the game. It was incredible. That second goal scored by Dre was fantastic. I mean, even my little brother, who's been in the league before, not very successfully, um, but he likes watching the Twitch feeds as well. And we were watching it at the dinner table, and I mean, my goodness, that that second half was fantastic. I really do wish I was able to watch the other two games because I imagine they had the same type of atmosphere. I did talk, I did send questions to Dakota. I didn't get anything back just yet, um, but that's okay. Uh, I did talk to Dre. He he understands that this was always going to be a nervous game. It was always going to be a tight game. It was always going to be something that. Uh, he was going to have to worry about, and he knew that going into the match. He knew it was going to be a tough one. He accepted that, uh, but it was unlucky. I think Celtic deserved to win the game, the run of play. I was able to turn to my left and have my brother and talking to him about what he thought about the game, and uh, he even he felt Dre deserved the result. Unlucky deflection. Those things happen, though. Those things happen for sure. Dre a little bit of a slip against a new team, but you know maybe that's credit to uh, Fluminense as well to get a result against a team that could be going up. So kudos to both teams. I thought the showcase was a success, at least from this standpoint. Even seeing the results of the other games, it must have been incredible. Uh, and I look forward to the next time we do that. And hopefully it's, an, it's every Sunday from now on. Um, but even if it's every other Sunday, it's still something to look at and something to take in. I don't have much on the D2 results, uh, but th but that was it on the weekend. Obviously, I think a few of our other D2 guys were a little busy. That's all right. Uh, you guys get your games in, and of course, I'll recap once more on the next Friday podcast for results and stuff like that. But for now, let's move. I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to talk about the cup matches that went down because people actually played some FA Cup matches uh, during the weekend, which is always great. So let's talk about. I'll talk about that. When we come back. Alright guys, thank you for that little brief break. I'm going to talk a little bit about the FA Cup results. So Barcelona and Augsburg are in the same group in the FA Cup. Along with Bayern and Newcastle. And I'll be honest. Was not expecting this result to come in. Barcelona. After their little bit of slip-ups during the week, they got the result in the cup. And I don't know if Roman isn't quite ready yet. That's why he probably decided to play his cup games first. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe he doesn't feel confident in the team. But you got to give credit to Dre here, or excuse me, to Evan, for getting a massive result, which is, it, it, it's a tough group. It is, because Jake, historically in this cup, has done a little bit to where he's just going to always be a factor. He's going to be in the way. Um, you know, in Bayern, we saw what they did in the preseason tournament. This is definitely one of those groups that is going to be hard to come out of, uh, whether you finish in the first or second. It's a tough group to get out of. So that's how you want to start it. Augsburg, I, I imagine, will bounce back uh, in their coming games. But this is a good result for Evan. I liked it. Mostly because... I looked at the stats. You didn't have possession. You still ran in that 4-4-2. It made, it made him uncomfortable. 
because he dominated possession. Augsburg dominated the ball 56%. And in FIFA, that is a lot. It feels like a lot as well. But here's a crazy stat. 21 tackles made by Barcelona in this game. Incredible. Roman had six. Roman's usually the tackle master in a game. He's the one you got to watch out for. He's going to be the one who brings it with that physicality. You know, Barcelona didn't slip up. This is a matchup I cannot wait to see again. A lot of these D1 guys, and I talked about it, they get in each other's way quite often because everyone changes styles as they go. They don't panic. They just continuously try to opposite your game. And we saw that. Roman's usually the counterattack master if he needs to be. He dominated possession to a degree. Uh, they both had similar shots on target. Augsburg was five shots, three on target. Barcelona with six shots, five on target. Both had two corners. This was an even game. It was just about who could be more proficient. In the end, we saw Barcelona do that. Once again, we're seeing Kai Havertz be the guy in that free roam role, the number 10 or whatever he's playing. Um, kind of take over games for Barcelona. I'm imagining teams are going to recognize this after the first round of games. Like, okay, we can't not, not take this guy seriously. And I imagine that we'll see a dip in that form at some point for Barcelona. But for now, Kai Havertz is easily, he's he's going to be competing for that player of the month at the rate that Barcelona's going, uh, at least for him. On to the second game of this uh, little cup roundup. We had AC Milan taking on Houston in what is a very intriguing group. You know, Club Leon and Manchester United join these two squads in the group. AC Milan just eking by Houston. Once again, though, we did see a goal from Lukaku, who's he's starting to take a such an impressive role with this Houston side, and I'm curious to see where this goes in the future um, just because of how good AG is playing with this guy. He's scoring goals left and right, and yeah, he does allow goals, but when you have a goal scorer, you kind of don't want to let him go and we'll see where they go, or where AG decides to take this side as we go into the mid-season, uh, you know, window. Mostly because I feel that if the team is going to change in the future for Houston to improve, you're going to need to build around that goal scorer in the future. As for AC Milan, a team that finished really high on the table last year, continuously going to be a factor no matter what. And I don't think people pay enough attention to Alejandro. He's he's easily been very quietly getting his work done in this league. And I'm not mad at him for that. Same thing with David Herrera and Atletico Nacional. They've been quietly getting it done as well. They don't get enough attention, uh, I think, from everyone else as a real threat to do something special. But maybe the cup is what uh, Alejandro needs to... Uh, to show other people what's going on. This is a good result. This is a good start for him. I do expect him to win this group. Unless Joey Pieri uh, can be the one in his way. Those two are definitely going to battle it out for the top spot. Uh, unless Houston decides to start playing some defense in the future. Because I'll be honest. Houston had 12 shots on, on uh, just in general. Four on target. I do expect as the season goes. That to get cleaned up. And for... Houston maybe to be a little bit more consistent of a goal scorer. But I like I said in the league preview, like I've said in the last in the last podcast, you gotta be consistent 
with that defense if you really want to win anything in this league. Even if it's just to stay up, you have to be consistent with that back line. And unfortunately for this side, they don't have the best back line. But Alejandro did, didn't blow him out. He, he kept this close, and now you got to give AG credit. It seems like things are starting to tighten up for him. But for Alejandro, that's a good team. That's a good team people need to pay attention to. Uh, he's going to make his rounds, of course, and he could affect the league title. You know, he could affect it. Um, obviously, this is a cup game, so we'll see where this goes from here. These two did meet again. Well, I am going to take a little, another little segue here, to, and I will talk all about the D1. I'll round up the showcase to the two showcase games that were D1 this time around. We'll be right back. Okay, welcome back. Just real quick, because I missed it as I was scrolling through my notes. Uh, Fiorentina did beat Benfica 1-0 in that cup game. Um, just a quick roundup. Fiorentina has proven themselves in the past to be a very uh, wasteful opponent in front of goal. But to get a clean sheet, I hope that shows something about Martin uh, coming up in the future. Like I said, it's still very early, whether it's the cup or the league. And you guys getting results is always going to help the way you start and the way we talk about things. But for now... This is a good start. Jalant has been a bit on a high and low run to start his month, start his season. And uh, to, nick a, to nick a goal and, and three points in the group, uh, I just got. I wanted to make sure that Martin got his proper shout-out. Now on to the D1 games. Because there was a lot of them. The first one going to Joey Pieri in Manchester United against LAFC. We saw LAFC play a really good game against Chelsea. But I think you got to give Joey Pieri credit. This is a good start for him. Now, whether this continues, we'll, we'll see. But 3-0 is a massive, massive start for you. I look forward to seeing if this team can round about. There is a, you were crying at the beginning of the season for you know some notice on your players and who are the top players in the league. And I believe the other Joey told you, just wait, you're going to get that coverage, and here you are. Here you are. Because you dominated a team that not only made it to the final of our preseason tournament, played a 1-0 game against a team that is constantly winning. So this is a good result. You didn't do anything spectacular in the sense of stats and all that. You had a lot of shots, but... We got to see your two guys up top do some damage in Werner and Jesus. And when you bought Gabriel Jesus, I remember saying on one of the transfer podcasts that I not only I, I loved, I loved that signing. I thought it was brilliant because it brought in a different attitude to your side. It's hard to defend Werner as it is running in behind. It's even worse to have to defend two guys who can not only play it short, play passes on the ground, but that can get over the back line. And balls going over the top are some of the worst to defend in this FIFA. Even in real life, no one wants to defend those balls over the top. They are difficult, especially when you have pacey players. So kudos to you. You know, once again, though, Edison plays a solid game. Doesn't get the result he wants, but the, these these teams are going to see a lot of LAFC. Um and maybe, just maybe, they're going to see a lot of Manchester United getting in their way uh, here in the notable future. Now, this next result really did shock me. Um, 
it was crazy to see Houston do what they did. They had some turbul a turbulent start. They've had to shoot it out, you know, here in in the start of their season. You know, not they they beat Spurs to beat BVB, a team that I think could finish top ten in the league very easily. Uh, four to two, we saw another hat trick from Lukaku, and I talked about it in the in the cup in the FA Cup segment of this podcast. How important it is to uh, to have that goal scorer. I don't know if if uh, Anthony's gonna be able to let go let go of this guy. I don't think he's gonna be able to let go. You, we're all seeing what he's been able to do with him. He's clearly a matchup issue. And even in games that AG's losing, they are, he, he's getting the goals or an assist. He's part of everything. Uh, so look for him to, you know, be a hot commodity in the future. And whether, you know, Jake decides to keep him long term or whatever happens there, uh, we'll see how that works out. But Lukaku's, at least in, you know, FIFA wise, is starting to gain some really respectable. Uh, notoriety here because he's and I, I won't say this you know I'm trying to say this in the nicest way but if there's a guy scoring goals at the bottom of the table with this guy as frequently as he is against teams that are good enough to that should be good enough to stop him and they can't can't imagine what a good team would do with Lukaku and that's not saying that AG doesn't deserve a player like that I'm just saying I can't imagine if someone in the top you know with Ryan had a guy like Lukaku playing with uh, Hazard and Neymar, what the potential goal out outage could be. But for now, AG controls this this player's future, and um, at the moment, he is absolutely tearing it up. Uh, I Honestly, I'm going to be real. The, at, if he keeps this rate up uh, until the end of the uh, AG's games for this month, he might even be able to plug himself. By, might be the first name in my goal, uh, player of the month uh, bidding and... And for team of the month, he could just plug his name right in there. Um, it's it's been he's been that good. As for BBB, welcome back to the top division. Not the result you wanted, but that's okay. That that's okay because guess what? You'll get your chance to uh, to get your revenge. It, it'll come. It will definitely come. Uh, and I and I expect this team to get better. I know what's what quality is in this side. I expect you to, to get stronger as the season goes on. You have a tendency to do that. You did that last year. You start off strong, got a little weak in the middle, and then you really picked it up again at the end. So um, once you catch your feet, I fully expect BVB to be plugging in win after win after win. So finally, finally Liverpool decided to play games. A 4-0 beatdown of Barcelona. A hat-trick of assists for Lorenzo Insigne. Rudiger gets a goal, Coutinho and Firmino grabs two. This is exactly the master class that I was talking about with Liverpool, that if they get that part of their game going, they're going to be revered. And I'm really hoping we get that Liverpool-Spurs game on Twitch because that game is going to be fantastic. And if anybody listens to the podcast, and 17 of you listened to the last one, you guys have to be aware that, remember what I said, this could be an eight-team title race, or it could be two. Right now, with all these teams playing each other early, 
you know, after this first month, we're really going to see what's what's going down. We're going to see right away what's going down. Whether it's going to be seven guys battling it out or it's going to be two. I prefer the seven team battle, of course, but because of the drama. But this is exactly how Liverpool wanted to start. This is a tough team. Evans not some team that just lies down easily. You know, we'll we'll see where this goes from here for Liverpool, but this is a good start. You know, not only did they uh get uh you know all those goals, but they got the clean sheet. So that's a good start for Liverpool. On to Liverpool's second game that he played, at least on my list, a one one tie with AC Milan. Modric and Insigne trade goals. You know, like I said, AC Milan very quietly is getting things done in this league and you have to remember that just because we don't talk about him a lot or people don't talk about him a lot doesn't mean he can't be a threat. And with team with I think seven to eight teams that could fight for, you know, this league title, this is one of those matchups that really uh weighed heavily here. Uh but this is exactly what you would expect from some of these top teams. They're gonna tie at some point, they're they're not gonna take the risk. Uh this was one of those moments. Easily. And I can't wait for these two to see each other again in the future because uh, AC Milan clearly has some sense of momentum uh, in that club right now at the moment. And Liverpool does as well. So I can't wait to see him again. And uh, we'll see how that result goes. Who knows? It could play uh, into the league as well. On to the first showcase game. It was Kashima versus Club America. 2-0 result. It uh, didn't quite go the way for Ryan. I, I was reading the comments as I had come back home. And I was charging my phone, and I'm, I'm reading the comments as if it was a 5-0 game. It was 2-0. It was 2-0. I, I don't think, you know, and I talked to both these managers. I'll get to their comments in a bit. But the way that people were talking about this game made it seem like Ryan had lost 5 nothing. Or nothing. That he was just getting destroyed. The possession was only 58% for him. Uh, for, excuse me, Club America. I understand the amount of shots. I get that. I seen that. It was ridiculous. You know, I, I, I understand that. I'm not going to argue that. He definitely was getting blasted on that side. But there was no need to panic, in my opinion. Zero need to panic when it comes to that. Uh, there was just already so much going on. I think Riot, he deserves a little bit of credit because I think that surge is literally surging at the moment. He's found his form. He's found his feet. I talked to Surge and even, you know, I, I said one of the X factors in this game is going to be Nicolas Pepe. Oh, man, he reiterated that almost immediately. A goal and assist. Rashford getting the second goal. Those are the two guys you got to watch out for when you play Cup America because he's starting to find more than just his feet with them. They're starting to become, you know, in tune. They're starting to become one. Uh, and notoriety with your players is very important if you want to chase and move up the table with those other two teams. Surge right now is looking like he's going to be able to do that. He's easily bounced back, and I can officially say he's bounced back from that terrible performance in the preseason tournament against Chelsea where he lost 5-1. He's bounced back. This is a good start. Way to show everyone that you put yourself out there in this in this Twitch match and you showed everyone that, hey, Ryan's good, but I'm better at the moment. And that's how you want to start. I talked to Serge, like I said. He knew it was an important game. He took it seriously. 
and he won. He took he took a full advantage of what I think is a lack of chemistry going on with Kashima at the moment. Serge being able to find that early on in his season, that's where he wants to be at the moment. I have no issues with Serge right now. I do think if a team is really physical with him, he does struggle. But if you can't catch him, he's going to run right by you consistently, doing all those step overs and little cut moves back inside. And, you know, like what I said about Lukaku is what I'm going to say about Nicolas Pepe and maybe even Rashford. The more you're involved, the easier it's going to be to put you in to the, you know, team of the month, you know, the monthly awards. Uh, Nicolas Pepe at the moment is looking like he's going to easily get in there, especially when you score against big teams. That definitely helps. Uh, I didn't really get to talk to Ryan too much. I wanted him to send in a voice message. Uh, I was going to have it be played right now. Um, but because I do the podcast so early in the morning, um, I didn't want to have to wait or make sure or make him do it too fast. Um, you will hear from our commissioner uh, soon on this podcast, but he did. He did say I was very. He was very disappointed in himself. Um, I do think that when Ryan is upset or a little bit more determined due to losing, he does tend to. He's he kind of wearies off as a player. Um, but I don't expect this to hurt hurt him too much. Once he gets three points, you know, it gets a victory. I think he'll feel like his feet are finally on the ground. You know, he could dig in a bit. Like I said, it's and I told him this because I talked to him a bit. It's just one result. I wouldn't think too hard about it. Yes, it was in front of everyone, but it's okay to lose one game. There's still time to to bounce back from that. Uh, so I, I and I expect him to. The players that he has at his disposal should be enough. And yeah, you took it. You took a pounding in your first game. That doesn't mean you can't do that to someone else in your second match. So we saw. That game, uh, there were some other results that came in as the you know showcase games were getting ready to be played. AC Milan 4, Houston 1. Like I said, Alejandro's going to get the credit he deserves. He might, at this point, be the favorite for manager of the month, the way he's pulling off these results. Didn't play that great in the cup game against Houston. Plays the league game with him. Absolutely d- destroys him. Uh, and this is AC Milan trying to get their name in there as one of the better teams in this league. They're doing it the right way. And, uh, you know, as for Houston, I think setting up that back line in your cup game was how you wanted it to go. Momentum is still there. I wouldn't put my head down just yet. This is going to be a long season. That doesn't mean you have to go down. I do, like I said, about the tiers in D1 that make it interesting is that those tiers can switch as the season goes on. You could be in the bottom tier for most of the season and then automatic, uh, you know, out of nowhere, you catch fire, you start winning matches, other guys struggle, you know, their confidence goes down. Um, you can move up in that tier, that whole, you know, conversation of, oh, I'm now I'm in this, I'm in the next tier up. Both of these teams are trying to do that. AC Milan is trying to move into tier number one, whereas Houston's trying to just get into that third or fourth tier to avoid relegation. This is still early in the season, but I like where it, what it says about AC Milan. They know they have to beat these teams, and they're doing it very easily. You know, Plie with two goals, um, Guidas and Rodri, who is an amazing pickup for AC Milan to get. Uh, all those guys are contributing at the moment. I think, I think so highly of Guidas, and uh, I fully expect 
this AC Milan side to continue to do what they're doing right now. To another game, uh, Wolves 3, BVB 2. You know, I said that uh, give Wayne some time. He does have highs and lows a lot to the way he plays FIFA. Um, and Wolves, Wolves are a team that are trying to get into the top four. This was always going to be a tough game for both teams. It looks like defense wasn't really on the agenda. But Wolves pulling through, getting the three points. I haven't had the chance to talk to these managers just yet. I will talk to, and I will try and talk to every manager as the season goes on. Um, but anytime you get 18 shots and 13 on target, and Aubameyang's name pops up as the one with two goals, I'm almost automatically gonna say, "Oh, Wolves won the match," because he's their key factor. You know, that's that's how Andrew that's what Andrew needs. And ever since Andrew got him, he's needed to be that guy to kind of control everything for this squad. So in terms of shots, in terms of uh you know, just pure attitude in the final third from Wolves, I think that's how they got through this game. They were aggressive. Sometimes that's what you need to do. Andrew's always been aggressive in the final third. You know, in the past, there's been times where he tries to be aggressive in the first third, and it's cost him, and I think he's learning from that. Maybe the problems are in the midfield at the moment. Who knows? But for both these sides, they're trying to prove themselves. I want to see how they do against the other teams that are ahead of them before I give them a real assessment. This is the exact result I would expect, though, when these two teams meet. Lots of goals, not a lot of consistent defending, and it's a very wild and, and abrasive match. So... And the stats do reflect that. I mean, the amount of shots coming from, from Andrew, it's it's literally a third. Uh, Wayne has like a third of what uh, of the shots of that Andrew took, but it was only a 3-2 result. So I, I, I would love to watch these two play uh, one more time, and I hope they, when we get the chance to, I hope they're both in spots that are important so we could watch them on the Twitch stream. Now, this next result's a little weird for me because I don't think the scoreline reflects what the stats say. Um, both teams had double-digit shots, um, seven on target for uh, for Houston. There was the game ended four to one Barcelona. Both teams put in a combined thirty tackles. The possession was fifty-two to Barcelona, forty-eight to Houston. It was that close of a game, and somehow it ended four-one. I have no idea how that happened. Um, you know, easily, uh, of course, Evan taking his chances very mightily. And, and getting the job done against a team that he should beat. Yet, I don't feel that it's that far off for some of these uh, lower-end teams. Um, it could just be one or two mistakes a game that are costing these sides. And, of course, Barcelona will take it. They'll take whatever they can get, um, winning 4-1. to one. You know, Once again, no one can stop Lukaku from putting in a goal. On the other end of that, though, <laughs> it's, it's just been more of the same from Ankel Correa and Kai Havertz. That guy seems to constantly get it done for Barcelona. Um, whatever Evan's doing at the moment, it's either really unstoppable or it's not working at all against some of these better sides. We'll see where this goes for both these two teams. Like I said, a lot of these guys that just came up, they're trying to prove themselves. We'll, I, I'll give this another month before we really get into the deep down talk of where these teams need to go uh, because at the moment we don't have enough to really show consistency. Like I said, the only thing that you can knock Houston for right now is not being consistent on the defensive end because there's some games where he's absolutely rock solid and there's other games where it's just an absolute, uh, you know, it's a fire fest for him to defend with. But this one was weird. 
This one was really wild, just like the BVB Wolves game. I want to see these two teams play again in the future uh, because once the season progresses a bit, I think we'll know a little bit more about who these guys are, and they may need that more time with their uh, with their teams and maybe need to uh, play some D1 games to get what is a, a feel for the tough amount of competition that they're facing. All right, on to the last two results. Augsburg 3, Barcelona 1. So like I said, whatever Evan's doing either really works or it doesn't work at all. Augsburg showing why they're one of the better defenses in the league. But also this time, Roman figured out the possession game the right way. Mobley grabs two goals. Delit gets his first goal uh, for Roman in the league. This is a big deal because uh, if I'm Barcelona because this showed me that I need some more work to do uh, to compete with the big boys. If I'm Roman, like I said, this is a game you needed to win. You have to prove yourself a little bit. You were shaky last season. 62% of the ball went to uh, Augsburg this time around, and he didn't bottle it. So I, I have to give him credit here. Was shaky the first time they played? I don't know if they played this game first and then played the League Cup game second. Uh, because sometimes when you play someone the second time, it's always a little bit tougher. In this instance, though, didn't matter at all. These two guys got it done. And, uh, you know, when you share, in this sense, points in different competitions against one another, I think it only adds to the animosity that's going to build up when you see each other again later in the season in the Cup. In this, in this case, they'll see each other a lot sooner in the Cup. I'm interested to see what that third match says about both these two teams against each other. I hope it's I hope it's close. And uh, I, I once again though I expect Roman to win these games against these guys that just came up. He has the experience. He's won the league twice. I want to see more of Sterling though, because I do expect Sterling to can you know be that guy. But with so much possession, can Roman win the league? I think that's my big question here. Is that can Roman win the league? dominating possession that's not something i i really take him up as a quality to have you know it's not something i expect him to have but you know sometimes that's what it takes you gotta take your chances you know you gotta get in and, and go for it and i expect roman to be that guy to still take his chances but i don't think possession is his way to go in the future we saw in just one, in, you know, in just one game as a sample size against the same Barcelona team, that's something that he can't do uh, consistently, at least for now. If he perfects that, though, uh, Roman could be one of those teams you just don't want to play because they dominate so much of the ball. And since most of us like to play very direct in the FIFA League, it would not be a matchup that I think some people would uh, want to deal with. As it is, you don't want to play Roman. Having to play him with a heavy possession game, I don't think would be any more desirable than before. So we had that result. Ramon gets it done once more. On to the final showcase game. It was played at 9 p.m. Um, like I said, I didn't get to catch it. I did get to talk to Edison and Chris. Both these guys are, are such respectable managers in the sense that they know when, one, they make a mistake, and two, when they get a chance. So I talked to Edison after I talked to Chris. You know, Edison... And by the way, it was a 2-2 result. Both these teams shot very evenly in the, in the shots column. Stats were pretty much even down the line. This was the way to end the showcase, the first showcase of the year. A rematch of the preseason tournament. 
Both these guys pretty much had so many great things to say about each other. I'll start with Edison, though. He knew he got lucky. He's like, I got lucky when I scored that first goal. I was able to keep him out within reason. You know, and anytime you keep your opponent away from goal and you record 11 tackles in a game, you're doing okay. You know, one thing about Chris is that he's never been a heavy possession player. He's very direct and he's very good at it. His wing play is excellent. For Edison to keep it at 2-2 and to even get goals himself, I think is a good sign for the rest of the league. Um, but also, I think for Edison specifically, he may just have the number of of Chris. You know, he may just have Witty's number in the sense that he plays very well against his style, not necessarily beating him. It's, I think, the lifetime right now, as far as this season goes, their record, you know, Edison's, you know, 0-1-1. But to lose 1-0 in the final, to come back and be 2-2 to start the league season for these guys is uh, it's a good start. You know, Edison knew that, like, like I had said, he knew he got lucky on that first goal. I didn't see the goal. I don't know. But, uh, you know, new boy Mares getting two goals. Ronaldo getting two goals. That's not all that surprising for Chelsea. Uh, was important. You know, Chris very easily, he... he responded to my my questions and uh he basically was honest kind of like the rest of these guys in the showcase you know Dre knew going into his showcase match he was gonna have to play you know family he knew it was gonna be tight Club America and Kashima knew both managers knew what kind of matchup they were facing it was gonna be tactical these two played a tactical game it was very even you know, Witty basically reiterated that. He's like, I couldn't score early, and when I did get my chances, they were tough. You know, maybe there's a formula there for the people who watch the game to against Chris. I, I don't know yet. You know, there's there's no real signs for that yet. We'll see where this goes in the future with the showcase games. Um, I understand, and I want to talk about this before I end this podcast, Guys, it's too early in the season to worry about, you know, little things like playing your games and stuff like that. I understand the rule that came out, and I like that people are playing their games early. And there's two sides to this, obviously. But why not just sit and watch the showcase games? You know, I understand you're, like, hyped up because you want to play. Like, oh, shit, like, I lost. Like, now now I have to play. I want to win my games. I want to win my games. And, you know, I, I, I want to be... I want to show everyone that I didn't deserve to lose my showcase game. Or, you know, you get happy because you're watching other people play and you want to play your games. It doesn't matter. You know, hold your results then. Don't don't post them on the page. Um, you know, and I, normally I'm all for encouraging play your games and all this and all that. And most of them could have taken place in between. And if that's the case, then I won't even worry about it. If those games took place in between the, you know, the the live the live games, then so be it. That's fine with me. On the other side of that, because there is another side to it, if I'm the league, all these guys are playing games. I wouldn't worry too much about it. You know, the live stream games are fun, but give them time. We t- you guys got to remember, we took those. O- you guys took those away for a long time. You know, a lot of us love them, you know, for the obvious reasons. Now we get to watch you guys play. That's that's fun. I like watching other play, people play FIFA. And most of us in this league do. But you got to give it time. 
for it to gain back its reputation of it being something to watch. Let's not forget that it was gone. Give it time. I'd say once we get four or five deep and teams that haven't been on there are starting to get notoriety, we're going to see that reputation go up. We're going to see it grow. Yeah, the games on this first slate were fantastic. They were all good games. But you have to give it time that the showcase proves that this is where the best teams at the time are playing. Not only that, but you're showing different teams each time. Uh, and not the same team is playing back-to-back showcases. And I'm fine with that. That should be a thing. You know, no offense to you, the, the six guys who played. I don't need to see you in the next showcase. Unless it's that big of a game to where you're unmissable to the showcase. I want to see guys like Alejandro get their chance. You know, I want to see, obviously, big rivalry matches. But I want to see, especially in that People's Choice game, something that isn't very common. You know, I have my bias towards Liverpool versus Spurs, obviously. I want to see Pierre versus Ryan. You know, I want to see matchups like that. I want to see O'Brien versus Ryan. Like, there's certain games that I want to, I'll stop and, and want to watch. You know, like if, you know, especially with some of these cup games coming up, I would like to see a cup game be put on, you know. And I think that some of you guys in the league should encourage this. It's like, hey, I'm going to twitch this cup match because the cup matches aren't necessarily on the showcase right now. I think they're mostly going to do league games. You know, take the initiative. Be like, hey, can I can I twitch this game? And even if not a lot of people watch it, it's still something to put on for some of us who, you know, who will have the time to watch it. It'll be fun. You know, because it, it adds more to the league. And yeah, it won't be a showcase game, but it's kind of like some of these bigger networks and that will have randomly a little game that they just put on. You know, like they have the rights to it, but, they, you know, they just put it on. They let the regional commentators talk. It's not the network commentators talking. They just show the game on TV. That's something that would kind of apply in this manner. Like, hey, I'm just going to put, you know, Chelsea versus Manchester City, first group cup game. I'm going to put it on. I'm going to put it on the Twitch stream if anyone wants to watch. Okay, let's do it. I'm all for that. Now, what I'm not for is someone trying to put on, you know, the game and it gets in the way of the showcase. Obviously, I'm not okay with that. And I think most guys wouldn't. I do want to get to a point in the league where we're kind of showing almost every single game on Twitch because I, I, I tell you right now, even if five people watch it, that's fun. Because it's there to be depicted from. You know, guys can be like, oh, like I see where you lost this and that. And even you yourself can go back and probably watch it and be like, damn, this is where I messed up. You know, and use that technology to your favor. And if you don't want to expose your team, you could, you should have that choice. Uh, of course, you know, you shouldn't have to have your, a Twitch or anything like that. You know, I just think it's something that we should consider. It, it doesn't need to be something that's done right away. But it's something that I would look forward to to seeing in the future. As for the league, this was a successful showcase. Let's do it again. You know, I don't know when the next one's going to be. You know, that hasn't been told to me. Uh, I look forward to it. I look forward to it. I, I cannot wait to vote and see what games we're going to pick or what games get picked. I don't know if there will be another vote for the next showcase games. But even if there's not, look for that. Guys, on Wednesday, send me your stuff in. For what you want me to talk about, I'm obviously going to talk about the top four race and how, dear God, some of the teams bottled it. 
I'm going to wait, obviously, for the results today from the Manchester City and Leicester game. Send me that feedback on our Instagram at San Pedro FIFA League or at mine at George William Tello. Uh, managers, you have me on Facebook. So if there's anything you want to have in the podcast for the Wednesday Real Soccer News podcast, you guys just let me know. You know, I'm obviously going to talk about who I think should go and uh, be drawn in and out of that Manchester United lineup, who I think should leave, who I think they should bring in, if they even have a chance of bringing someone in. Um, I'm going to talk transfers for probably all these teams. We'll see if Spurs make a move. And I am going to talk a lot about the Premier League, but if there's another league you guys want me to talk about, I would gladly do it. You know, I like, I love covering this stuff. It's very fun for me. So if there's any league you want me to talk about, and if Daniel Bryan finally wants to respond and, and says, hey, take you know pick up the Italian league, start talking about that. Really mu- wasn't much of a league this year. Ventus walked away with it. But if there's anything you guys want me to talk about, let me know. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. You'll hear from me on Wednesday and Friday. Most of those will from now on be the podcast days. I will try and get them to you three days a week. They're not the hardest things to do. It's more so about what is going on in our league and in real soccer to talk about um and you kind of let the news roll by and then you can obviously put something out there for it just so you guys know what i'm doing uh but as always thank you guys very much the board congratulations on a successful showcase to the rest of the league keep playing your games guys you guys are doing a great job i love seeing the stats i love seeing all that it's gonna definitely help when i get to team of the month um and player of the month and if you're lucky enough guys in the future, for whoever wins Manager of the Month, I would love to put you on the podcast. So please, if I if you somehow if you win it, if I get the chance to, please let's try and make time to let that happen. Obviously, we have tons of games still to play this month. One quick uh, thing I wanted to bring up before I leave is that I wanted to say I do miss playing now that I'm watching you guys do this I cannot wait to get the chance to come back next season Um, obviously the podcast will turn into whatever team I decide to pick uh, be their personal podcast and uh, (laughs) all kidding aside you guys have a wonderful day Uh, you guys will hear from me on Wednesday bye